0: you talk a little bit about how you might encourage people to not sprint too far ahead or to not get too overwhelmed at the very beginning when they decide what it is that they'd like to do?
1: So you've got that long view after you get started and it's don't miss what you need in the now or else you're going to sacrifice the next. That would be the message. When I've got the long view, I'm going, yeah, I see where I'm going, but I'm not obsessed with that next thing. I just go, okay, it's going to take me some time. I think the biggest mistake people make is in our humanness, we desire progress. I think the big mistake we make, and I know I did, and that's why I came up with a little quote, but it was this, don't obsess about the next and miss what you need in the now or ultimately you'll sacrifice the next.
0: This is the Next Peak Podcast, where we help you redefine success and achieve goals that are actually important to you based on research and real-life stories. And today, I am joined by one of our original guests who apparently didn't get enough of a beating the first time, so he came back for a second round, but Ken <laughs> Coleman from the Ramsey Solutions Group. Ken is the, is the number one national bestselling author of The Proximity Principle. And he's got a growing nationally syndicated radio show called The Ken Coleman Show. And more excitingly, he's got a brand new book out called From Paycheck to Purpose. Ken, thanks for joining me again. You bet. Thanks for having me. Man, this is exciting. One thing I love about talking with you guys, all you and all your colleagues over there, is that you're always growing, always trying to improve personally, but in, in change the impact that you have on the world around you. What
1: drove you to write this book? When I engage with callers every day on the Ken Coleman show, I'm coaching them and counseling them to get clarity so that they can ultimately move forward and live on purpose and max out where I'm about purpose and peak performance. And you can't be a peak performer unless you are on purpose. If you aren't using what you do best, your talent to do work, you love your passion, to produce results that matter to you, your mission, then you really can't be a peak performer because you're not operating as who you really are and using what you were given, the tools you were given by your creator. So in talking with callers all the time, trying to help them get where they want to go professionally and personally, it it dawned on me that in any area of our life where we are looking for transformation or we've got a gap, so we're trying to get from here, point A to point being there's a gap. People need a clear path. It's just that simple. Whether it's losing weight, parenting better, better marriage. You fill in the blank. You got to have a clear path or else it's too intimidating. Or else it just looks like a really scary peak. That's all, oh, that would be awesome to get to the top of that peak. But whoa. And they start scanning down the mountain. They see how scary it is and how uncertain it is. And because of the realization that Everybody needs a clear path. I set out to come up with a clear. How do you actually discover what you were created to do? And then how do you do it and do it to the best of your ability? Well, those are pretty daunting questions and you need a clear path. So that's why I wrote this book, because as you know, we unveil and we do a deep dive, not just an understanding of each stage, but how to move through that stage to the next stage. The seven stages, get clear, get qualified, get connected. Get started, get promoted, get the dream job. And then at seventh and final stage, give yourself away. You're now no longer working for income. It's about impact. And so those are the seven stages. And that's how all great men and women do great things. There's a clear path. And so I wanted people to have access to those stages so they could confidently step out and do
0: it. I love it. This is something I wish had been around about uh, 11 years ago when I was (laughs) going through this process myself. And you kind of hinted at this, this can be a very daunting process. And so when people are starting out in this, how do they get clear to find out? Because I I remember standing there going, gosh, I, I know I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm doing right now. I'm burned out. I don't like this, but I have no idea what it is that I'm created to do. So where can people start? In assessing this,
1: we're going to walk you through a very simple process, but I want people to look at these three areas I'm about to unpack. Let's just look at them as indicators. Okay. So, just like on your dashboard of your car, you've got some gauges and indicators, right? So, these are the three indicators that every human being comes into this world with. They're inside of us and then they develop and they become clear over time. They are talent, passion, and mission. Talent. Very simple. What you do best. Hard skills, people skills, right? Technical skills, people skills, character traits. We could put all of that in this bucket over here called talent. And you're just naturally gifted in these areas. Okay. Next is passion. This speaks to heart. All right. This is, there is work. There are tasks, functions, roles that every human being just loves. So what are those things you love to do? The kind of work that you actually look forward to this work. Then when you're engaged in this work, time seems to stand still. You lose track of time and you want to keep at it. It's not one of those things that you, if you fail a little bit at it, you don't quit. You go, oh, I want to get better at that. That's high emotion and high devotion. And that's why I call work you love passion. Third indicator, results that matter deeply to you. Clearly all work creates a result or it should. Okay. And so we say, okay, what are the results of my work? that I care most deeply about, or what results do I want to contribute to the world? And then we try to figure out the alignment there, right? So my talent is my premium toolbox, toolbox, toolkit, whatever. And then passion, that's the work that I really love to do. And where's the work that I love that also creates a result that matters to me, or I'm going to focus my work on creating these results. That's how that works. Mission results that matter to me. So here's how it works. When we get the answers in those three buckets, we have everything we need to write a purpose statement and a purpose statement sounds like this. I was created to use what I do best, blank, 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 to do work I love, blank, 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 to produce results that matter deeply to me, blank, blank, whatever. Now that's as tight as it gets. There's no error in that sentence and a person that can write that sentence. And by the way, as you know, we walked the reader through how to do it manually, but we also created an assessment called the get clear career assessment where yours truly worked with our team here. And we created questions that will walk you through this and you're going to get a purpose statement filled out and a detailed report in those three indicating areas. And so when someone knows those three things and can write a purpose statement, now all of a sudden that purpose statement becomes a compass that points the direction you're supposed to go. And out there in that direction are multiple jobs, career paths, and even dream jobs that will allow you to live and work on purpose. So that's how you get clear. And, and I would just say briefly, when you're clear, you are confident. And when you are confident, you can be courageous to finish the dirt. Yeah,
0: absolutely true. I, I heard maybe a week ago or so you were talking with a lady, actually might've been on the Ramsey show, but, uh. A lady had called in, she said she liked working with pets or something and, and animals. And, and you started dissecting that because she said, I can't make any money doing that. And you walked her into, well, you love this and you can actually make money doing it. And and it was this light bulb moment for her. She's going, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see how this works. Okay. Yeah. So it's brilliant. I, I love that you put this together. In that same chapter, you talked about how important it is to get feedback from others while you're getting clear. Why is the feedback piece so important in that assessment?
1: Yeah, it helps us in two key areas. One, we will make sure we're not delusional. And then the other thing it does is it gives us confirmation. So where we may think of ourselves a little too highly or maybe overestimate, we're going to get some truth in our lives that will hopefully protect us from future frustration and desperation. The second area is that just that confirmation, you know, yep, this is the way the world sees me. I'm right. And so that's that extra juice, that extra boost of confidence. So that's why it's important to get feedback. Yeah. And then after somebody
0: gets clear and they start getting this idea of what they want to do, you talk about getting qualified. And as an accountant, I see people co- across all spectrums and I'm sure you see it even more when people call into your show. And you've got the people at one end that are that think gosh, this is such a huge mountain to climb. Like I want to be a neuro, you know, scientist, but that's just so much schooling, so much work to do. And then you have other people who are just hungry and they just want to take off and go do things. Can you talk a little bit about how you might encourage people in both camps to to walk through the process, either not sprint too far ahead or to not get too overwhelmed at the very beginning when they decide what it is that they'd like to do?
1: Yeah, I, I love that. So ultimately, it is very scary to start. It certainly is. There's no question that it can be overwhelming if you start focusing the entire race as opposed to, oh, I just need to get a good, clean start. I just need to get out of the gate. I love watching sports. I think of the Kentucky Derby. I think of Olympic events. This is not a sprint. Okay. And so I've seen these horses come out of the gate and these jockeys, they know exactly how they want to start. So you got to know how you want to start, but you've also got to be realistic too. So if you're going, okay, look, I want to get out of there quick so I can get on the pole and get that inside position. Great. Then I'm going to do that. But then I'm going to ease into the pace of the race. This is not the hundred meter sprint. We're not Usain Bolt trying to, you know, break a world record. Okay. No, this is a marathon. And if you ever watch the way they start the Boston Marathon or the New York City Marathon, it's just a gaggle of runners. And here we go. You know what the whole goal is there? Don't trip and fall. Don't run over somebody. I think that's the way we've got to start. So let me just start. I don't want to break any records here. This isn't speed. This is endurance. So that's the comment I'd make about the starting part. Let's just not overwhelm ourselves. But let's just focus on, hey, I'm going to just file the paperwork to start my business. I'm going to open up a bank account and I'm going to try to sell one or two customers. I'm not trying to make a living off this. So that's the mindset to start. The other group is you've got to realize that this is a long view. This is a journey. This is something that I'm going to spend a huge portion of my life getting prepared for it. And and then doing it and then trying to expand it, do it better. So you've got that long view after you get started and it's don't miss what you need in the now or else you're going to sacrifice the next. That would be the message. When I've got the long view, I'm going, yeah, I see where I'm going, but I'm not obsessed with that next thing. I just go, okay, it's going to take me some time. I think the biggest mistake people make is in our humanness, we desire progress. I think the big mistake we make, and I know I did, and that's why I came up with a little quote and I wrote it down, but it was this, don't obsess about the next and miss what you need in the now, or ultimately you'll sacrifice the next. So you remember, you would have chewed your right leg off six months ago to get where you are now. Chill out, buttercup. Like, what do you got to learn? What do you got to do? Who do you need to impress? What do I need to do in the now? So I've got to win the now where there is no next. Stop looking at the next all the time. The next will take care of itself.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that I really appreciate about what you guys do at Ramsey and specifically what you do on your show, you talk a lot about that degrees aren't necessarily the key to unlock somebody's career. And and I'm a bit older than you, I think, but in our I'll just say our generation, I'll I'll lump you into my generation. That was the thing, right? It was like if you want the most opportunities, you've got to go get a degree. But I think what you've pointed out on your show and your book is that there's so many opportunities that don't require a degree. And in fact, it may just be a waste of money as you guys talked about in, in Borrowed Future. It may just be a waste of money for some of these people to go get a degree in something that, that isn't going to help them get where they want to be. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that's changed over the last maybe couple decades?
1: First two things I'll share is there's two questions you need to ask as it relates to this whole degree thing. Is it degree or no degree? That is the question, right? Taking a little uh, line from Shakespeare. And so the way to figure that out is The first question is a degree, the only way to get where I want to go. Meaning if it's the only way you get in the dance, then you got to get the degree. So if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you got to get the higher ed degree. You got to get both. The second question is, is it the best way to get where I need? So it may not be the only way, but it may be the best way. And so I think those are the two simplifying questions. And if the answer is no, it's not the only way no, it's not the best way, then set yourself free, fly a little bird to the certification program or online training or apprenticeship or whatever is the option there. And so that's the first thing. Now, the reason why I, I simplify that process is because there is a cultural expectation, a cultural pressure for people to go to college. I'm I'm not anti-college. I get crushed on social media when I say things like this. I'm not anti-college. I'm not anti-higher education. I'm just saying it's not what it used to be, number one. And number two, I'm not sure it was ever what it said it was going to be. All right. But that's the cultural pressure, that the best way to success is through a higher education degree. And so I, I think we're seeing more and more companies are seeing that kids are coming out of college and they're not any more qualified to work for them than they were four years earlier. So they're creating their own training programs and they're saying, all right, we'll take a talented person with some character and we'll train them up. So that's my take on this. And that's why it shifted because more and more companies and more and more jobs do not require a degree. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I do have a degree. I'm a CPA, so it's required in my field. Right, Right. But I remember when I got my accounting degree going to work for one of the big four firms and I knew absolutely nothing about accounting. And I went in there with this big head. Oh, I, I graduated with honors. I'm going to be the best employee they've ever had. And I realized, guess what? I didn't really learn anything about accounting, but somehow it's still required in my field. So I understand. So if somebody's preparing to do this and they start getting clear, they're getting qualified, it can take time to to get connected. And you talk about that. In fact, you have a whole book dedicated to, the, to that in the proximity principle. How can people start getting connected even before they're ready to take the leap? And why is that such an important part of the process?
1: Yeah, it's really important because one of the things I think people think sometimes is, well, I can't actually connect. You know, I can't do a bunch of connections and I can't look for opportunities because I'm not qualified. yet. And the reality is that's just nonsense. So what I teach is that you can be in stages two and three at the same time, and you should be in stages two and three. Get qualified at stage two, get connected at stage three. So what I want you doing is, is, hey, I'm connecting and I'm saying, hey, uh, I'm in year one or year two of my Kelly degree. But I need a summer job and I'm not going to go party with all my friends on spring break or Christmas break or whatever. I'm willing to work and I'll just do paper pushing, pencil pushing. I'll do spreadsheets until my eyes roll out of my head. I just want to work and I want to be around other accountants. Okay. And and I'd love to take you to lunch sometime and learn about your path and and learn from you. And who else would you recommend in the CPA space that I connect with and learn from? And so I'm going to do all these things. And so if I keep connecting and I'm connecting continuously, then what's going to happen is, is eventually an opportunity is just going to pop and and somebody's going to come knocking on my door. So you've got to be connecting even while you're getting qualified, because if you're planning on going anywhere up the ladder, connections are the currency that gets you there.
0: Yeah, and I think people are running into that now where they apply it to jobs on Indeed And then they don't hear anything back and they wonder why because they're not connected, right?
1: Oh, yeah. They're just a nameless, faceless person that's gone into the ethernet. I shared a story on the Ken Coleman show last week that I saw some story that said they they believe as many 10 million qualified candidates never even got their resume seen this year because everything has gone the artificial intelligence automation route for resumes.
0: That's crazy. So from Paycheck to Purpose is coming out. I, I really enjoyed the read. I'm curious because I'm a stepfather, but I'm curious, how do we as parents get our kids to learn this process so that they can make educated decisions about what they want to do with their future?
1: Well, I love that question. I love that question because one of the reasons I wrote this book is because this stuff is not being taught. We in America for certain, have unwittingly allowed the education system and the education system is unwittingly doing it as well. We have turned our kids into test takers, not pathfinders. And this book is about finding your path. So the specific answer is parents can take the first two chapters of the book, which, which kind of unpack the get clear stage and you can get it and understand it and, and soak in it. And start having conversations with your kids. Don't make it about, hey, I read this book and this guy's got this process called Get Clear. Start talking to them about what they think they do best. Yeah. Start asking them, talking to them, start observing. What do they love? You have a kid that you never had to tell to go out in the barn and get a bunch of crates and start building something. That kid just did that. We pay attention to that mom and dad. That kid did that on his own. You didn't tell him to do it. He went out and did it. Why? Because he's fascinated. He's intrigued. He enjoys building, enjoys working with his hands. Pay attention. Please don't push that kid into a college degree that he doesn't need or want. If he wants to go into the trades, let him go into the trades. So we have to talk through talent, passion, and mission. Talk about it in your own way. You can define them however you want to. Pay attention. Have your kids learn. Hey, listen. You get to be a sophomore and a junior. You're gonna start getting pressure picking colleges and majors. Hey, don't sweat that. Mom and I, we're gonna walk through this with you. But hey, let's always focus on what you do best because they're the clues. Hmm. Let's focus on the kind of stuff that you like to read about, stuff you want to pay attention to when you don't have to. What who are the people you want to help? What are the problems you want to solve? What are the solutions you want to provide? That's mission. What do we how What do we do there? And so I think if you can just work that into regular conversation and pay attention to it yourself as a parent, you will have all the tools for true awareness conversations and great conversations. Hmm.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. That, That's probably the most important thing on my play right now. I've got teenagers, so we're preparing for that next stage. So I appreciate the feedback on that. That's great.
1: Here's the key on that. No pressure, parents. Hmm. Don't apply pressure. Just talk about those elements of purpose and it'll reveal itself.
0: Awesome. On your radio show, it, it I think it serves as a little bit of a laboratory for you, right? You get to hear all these problems coming in and then you get to work on problem solving and finding helping people find solutions. What are the most common things that you see uh, people putting up, or, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. What are the most common roadblocks people facing? to reaching their own purpose
1: and getting out of their own way. Certainly the big three and every other problem falls in these buckets. The big three are fear, doubt, pride. Quick examples of those. Fear of the unknown. That's the greatest fear. It's terrifying. It's like driving to the fog. Can't see three feet in front of your windshield. You're pulling over. You're paralyzed. Fear of the unknown is terrifying. Fear of failure. Fear of rejection. That sting, it takes us back to our elementary school days when we wrote a little note to somebody in our class. Do you like me? Check yes, no, or maybe. And we were terrified. What are they going to say? That kind of deal. So we're always afraid of rejection. The doubts are, I don't know if I've got what it takes. Do I have what it takes? It's not just a talent doubt. It's like a perseverance doubt. Do I have what it takes? Do I have the talent? Do I have the grit? Another one is, do I have enough time? All right, I don't know if I got enough time or money. That's another big doubt. I doubt anybody will give me a chance. Those kind of things. Pride is. It sounds like this: I don't want to ask anybody for help. They got enough going on. I don't want to be that guy or that gal that's asking for somebody to give me a shot or give me help. I, I don't want to. I don't want to pursue this. I'm afraid what people are going to say. They're going to think I'm delusional. I, I'm making six figures over here. I got stock options and 401k that's fat and bountiful. And I just people are going to think I've lost my mind. That's pride. So those are the voices that, that really hold us back.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then I've just got two questions left for you. One of them I got from somebody that knows you. So I, I always try to do a little research on people that uh, know my guess. Yeah. Really intrigued by this. Oh, you're going to love this one. It's super, a super deep question. So one particular person that you might know very well that might sit next to you sent me a question and said, can, is it weird sharing an office space with such a brilliant, handsome media star?
1: That's <laughs> got to be John Deloney. That is John Deloney. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Only John would come up with that question. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is not, it is not weird, but it is fascinating to see how messy this guy's desk is. You would think that there's an 11 year old boy occupying <laughs> that desk next to me.
0: That's awesome. Okay. In all seriousness, this last question I have for you, I like to ask everybody, what are the top three books that you've read and why should everybody read them?
1: Wow. Top three all time or the top three that come to mind in 2021. I'm going to go back to the Wayback machine, a book that had huge impact on me when I was 17, 18 years of age. It's called dig your well before you're thirsty by Harvey McKay. It's all about connecting with people and, and building relationships. It's something that I, I believed and adopted. That was a pretty, pretty big deal to me as a young guy. Oh boy. I've read so many great books. I love the art of power by John Meacham. It's a biography of Thomas Jefferson and, uh, fascinating to read John Meacham's a Pulitzer prize winning, uh, author. And, and so there's a lot of leadership. there. There's a lot of history and a lot of just studying successful people is fascinating to me. That's probably one of my favorite biographies of all time. And I'm going to say, I'm trying to kind of go in genres here. I would say the Inklings is really fun. It's the story of C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. So you got the, you got Narnia and, and Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and and then all their other artistic friends. And it's the story of how they all met, how they hung out together and encouraged each other. And I love that. So that's, that's, that list could probably change about every five minutes, but that's, those are, I feel good about those three.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah. Caught you off guard with that one. I appreciate that. Those I love the question. It's just hard to choose. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So from Paycheck to Purpose is coming
1: out November 9th. Is that right? right. And where can people order it or pre-order it? Yeah. KenColeman.com is the best possible deal. You can get the Get Clear career set as well, bundled with the book for only 30 bucks, plus all kinds of goodies, $100 worth of free stuff, audio book, and the ebook. So uh, people can connect with as well at kencolman.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Ken. Thank have a great rest
0: of your day. And uh, hey, all those listening out there today, if you want to connect with Ken again, it's kencoleman.com. We'll have all the information in the show notes as well. We'd love if you download share with a friend and send us a review. Those all help a lot. Until next week, keep climbing your next peak.